ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. We are so excited to welcome Tom Higginson of the Plain White Tees to the podcast. The Plain White Tees have multiple songs that have gone platinum. They've been nominated for several Grammy Awards, and their newest album, The Plain White Tees, was released in November 2023. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. We can't wait to chat with you about your music and your experience with Greek. Yes. Well, hey, good to be here, you guys. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Like you said, new album out. Uh, We're about to go on tour. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for reminiscing uh, and being nostalgic anyway. So this is kind of the the perfect, uh, you know, conversation to have about the new stuff and the and some old stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's perfect because we are too. So <laughs> yeah, the whole recap podcast genre is all filled with people who love reminiscing. So isn't it weird that like we're living in a time right now where like maybe just because we've gone through the craziness of the pandemic and, you know, everything that's like, you know, every day in, in the world, there's some other crazy thing happening, you know, that it's like, I think the nostalgia thing is like almost like a... um like a way of like escaping or or, or like just like reminiscing yeah. about like the good, like a simpler time or something, you know, it's crazy that, yeah, that like nostalgia culture is so huge right now. And I think that's probably why, just because there's so much craziness going on that everybody wants to just remember like a simpler, simpler time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I feel like there are also so many like TikTok and Instagram accounts dedicated to like not even one decade, but like, 1984 like commercials <laughs> during that year sure. so yeah. Niche. Um, yeah. yeah people I feel like it's very comforting especially with music too I feel like like the songs from you know growing up or like from teenage years or childhood like those really stick with you forever so when you like play an older song it just takes you right back to it Totally. Absolutely. So we wanted to start off by talking about the new album and just, you know, what excited you guys most about it? What's your favorite part about it? Yeah. uh, Well, so yeah, we just put it out in November. It's funny because we released the album in November. We had a couple uh, Chicago like record release shows. Like we did a Chicago takeover that weekend. So we played two different venues, one in the suburbs, one in the city. And then we did like a a signing at like a local record store. It was really fun. Um, You know, both shows shows were sold out. It was a great weekend. And then it was like, cool. Then we like did have been kind of off for the holidays and everything. And we have this tour coming up in uh, it starts January 23rd. But it was kind of like this weird buildup. We made all these music videos. We've got a bunch of great videos um, I'll talk about in a second. But it's like all this buildup for this album release. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now it's the holidays. It's like a month. Like, I, it just felt really weird to like be silent now or, you know, like just just sit still for a minute. And then we're about to go on tour and just, you know, be probably working super busy all year 2024, which is great. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, the excitement of the new album, I mean, just making an album obviously is always exciting. You know, it seems like at this point, you know, we've done it. I think this is, if you count our like self-produced 
local Chicago album. This is uh, our ninth album, ninth full length album, wow. which is pretty crazy. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, it's like even though you know we've got nine albums, it's like there's every time it's like it's a such a different experience, such a unique experience. Uh, and it's like you know you don't you don't I don't know it's it's like almost like having a baby or something. It's like <laughs> okay, you work on this thing and it comes out, and then once it's out, it's like. I don't know. It's like the, it belongs to the world now. You know, it's like it's really fun to just kind of hand that over and and be vulnerable and, you know, let people kind of hear what you've been up to. And because a lot of the songs I mean, you guys probably know Plain White Tea's music, obviously. It's like a lot of it is, you know, kind of a personal stuff yeah. or like love songs or things like that, that, you know, we personally have gone through that we kind of put out there and just hope to connect with people and, you know, share our stories in hopes that, you know, people had those same experiences and can relate to it. So anyway, uh, it's always just a crazy experience. But yeah, this time around, it was really, really exciting. This album, um, I would probably say this every time, but one of the best albums for sure that we've ever made. So excited about it. So like, it just feels like, you know, some of our albums, we've, we've kind of pushed our boundaries or gone a little bit more you know, poppy and this album are a little bit more, you know, like punkish or, you know, we've just kind of like, we're all over the place a little bit in our, you know, we're always trying to experiment and like, you know, morph our sound a little bit. And I think on this album, um, we really honed in on, okay, going over the course of the career, like what is Plain White Tees? What is Plain White Tees? Like when, when someone hears it, hears that name Plain White Tees, what do they think of? Obviously, they think of Hater Delilah, right? They think of Rhythm of Love. They think of One, Two, Three, Four. Maybe Our Time Now. Maybe, you know, it's like there's there's a few of those songs that we wanted to really just kind of like, okay, like, let's let's just focus on making an album that sounds like plain white tees so that anybody can hear these songs and they'll instantly be recognizable as like, oh, yeah, nobody else could have done that song besides plain white tees. And um, so that that's that's kind of the first time we took that approach on an album, really trying to hone in on that, you know, a distinctive, identifiable sound. And I think we, uh, you know, I'm really proud of of what we did on this album. And I think that all the songs are, like I said earlier, just super honest, super vulnerable. Uh, there's a lot of hope on the album. There's a lot of fun on the album. Um, a lot of it is kind of more acoustic, but there's still a lot of up tempo uh stuff that makes you want to kind of dance and bop your yeah. head and everything um so yeah i'm just always as always very excited about the album but this one just a little bit more for sure yeah that's great and i promise i'm not saying this just to validate you but when i listened to it i was legitimately thinking it feels new and fresh but also so plain white tees like it was that yeah. familiarity which I love. Nice. Thank, um, well, thank you. Thank you for validating yeah, me. Thank you that. for making it. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite song or favorite video from the new album that you're you're most excited about to share? Yeah, it's funny. So the songs that we we made videos for, um, I think some of my favorites. Um, Red flags is one of my is probably one mm. of my favorite videos we've ever made. I just feel like that one came out so cool. Um, Red Flags, Would You Even, and Fired Up, I think are my three favorite videos that we did for the album so far. Um, and then as far, and I love those three songs as well, but uh, 
I really love the song uh, Young Tonight, which is the first track on the album. Um, I love the song. Uh, there's one towards the end uh, called Feeling More Like Myself. That's a really fun one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like you can't really choose your favorite. You know, it's like I love I really am proud of the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like also the kind of album I feel like you push play and it's like you never really get bored. It's like every song like you said, I, I, lo I love that you said that it feels fresh and it feels like I don't know. There's something like you can you I, th I think you can feel the enthusiasm in the album for sure that we had making it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were even talking about um, the fired up music video earlier, how it kind of is like almost like a frat party kind of like <laughs> capital, hey. if you will. Uh, I feel like a segue coming here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But before we leave the album, I'm also curious to hear um, just from your perspective, like, the inspiration behind the new songs. Maybe um, if you want to talk a little bit about the writing process as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so I was, um, you know, obviously it's, we're all coming out of the weird pandemic time still. I still, I feel like even though it's 2024 now, we're still kind of like, you know, it's still a little bit on our shoulders, you know, it's like, we, yeah. we're not quite through it mentally yeah i don't think i don't know at least for me there's always like that slim like that little glimmer of it in the back but anyway uh i feel like this album kind of reflects that like you mentioned the song fired up like the song lyrically it's really like yeah like i'm fired up like let's go out let's have a good time but like it's kind of like a lazy like kind of like like the delivery is like Almost like, yeah, I'm fired up, but like maybe I'm just kind of sitting in my sweatpants having my coffee and I'm fired. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like mm -hmm. a I'm like, I don't want to get too excited about going out because man, we just went through that craziness, but like I'm still feeling good, you know. So I think there's a little bit of that. Um, you know, not that I don't want to say is trepidation, is that the right word? It sounds like a too fancy of a word to use, but a little bit of like, like I said, there's a, a hope to the album like um you know there's better days ahead kind of a thing mm -hmm. um but at the same time i definitely feel like there's a little bit of like a yeah like a lazy like a comfortability and a laziness to the album as well like in that sense where it's like yeah kind of i think everybody kind of you know got used to working from home or you know mm -hmm. just kind of like laying around a little more than usual or something like that uh having maybe having a little bit more wine or something than normal or you know just kind of getting into that lifestyle. But anyway, um, the writing process, I started uh, being able to travel again, which was great because I love, you know, I'm used to flying around and bouncing around with either playing shows or just coming to California, work on music. I'm from Chicago. Um, and so, yeah, once it was like traveling again and stuff, one of the first things I did was come out here and start writing songs and, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of get back into the mode. And uh, there was actually uh, a girl that I was that in the pandemic start, started kind of DMing with um, and she was out out here in California. And so one of the times I was out here writing, I ended up we ended up finally meeting up. We went out to dinner and we like had this great night, great conversation. And um, the very next day I wrote the song Spaghetti Tattoo, which was actually the first song that we released uh, on this new album. Um, and it was just that exper experiences like that, um, you know, maybe it is after the, uh, again, going through the pandemic, it's like, you kind of have a new outlook on everything, including, you know, mm -hmm. from from music to love to 
you know, just life in general, you know, everything's a little bit like, wow, you took it for granted. And now I'm not going to take that for granted anymore, you know? So, so definitely a fresh take on, on just love and, and experiencing those moments, even though it was just a dumb little awkward first date, it was still like, you know, made me think about it for the next week or two and just like, oh, that was so nice. And oh, that was so cool. I can't wait to see her again. And, you know, um, so yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the songs were just inspired by that kind of renewed experiences, you know, like the first, first date you've had in three years or whatever, two years, or, you know, just little things like that. The first, you know, playing concerts again, there was a time in the pandemic where it was like, like at the beginning, it was like, damn, like, our live show is even going to be a thing anymore. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's so yeah, just to be able to get back out there and play. And yeah, it's, it's all just, there's definitely just a, like I, I, I've used the word fresh and enthusiasm, but like, those are definitely all over the album and in the writing process, you know, kind of just talking about all those little moments for sure. Yeah. It is crazy to think that, a concert venue was like the most insane thing to conceptualize during that time. Yeah. And totally. now we're on the other side of it and it's like, okay, we're easing back into it. But that was like that, or like even just like going to a restaurant and sitting in a restaurant and it was like, oh my God, how are we all doing that and getting out alive? Totally. Yeah. Like shoulder to shoulder, like with strangers, like, oh my mm -hmm. God, that sounds, yeah. seems so weird, but yeah. Glad it's back. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you guys were writing this album or just in general, are there any other artists that you look to to kind of influence your sound or just really inspire you? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Like I said, it's like for the sound of the album, we really tried to look at Plain White Tees. Yeah. You know, it was like really trying to hone in on that and what, what really made us us you know mm -hmm. um but i'd say as far as just inspiration i mean I, i'm always inspired by other music just to you know it's like you hear something that uh that you love or that perks your interest and it's like that makes you want to go grab a guitar and write something it's not not like you want to write like that but it's just like oh man like i'm so inspired by music right now i want to make music um mm -hmm. The band, I mean, the one of my my biggest takeaway from the last like five years is uh, the band One Hundred Gex. Do you guys know them at all? No. They're uh, they're so fun and so cool. It's actually just a duo, and um, it's it's like hyper pop, just mm. wacky. It, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like I got a a text in the pandemic from a random friend that I haven't heard from in years. And she was like, hey, have you ever heard of 100 Gex? I think you'd like them. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, I checked them out. And it was like, oh my God, where, you know, it was like one of those moments where everything just clicked and it was like, wow, they're so unique, but it's so good and catchy and kind of nasty. It's kind of punk. It's kind of like, it's just every genre. It, it, they're just, you got to check them out. They're so good. I'm actually... I'm wearing the it's oh. ten thousand gex is the name oh of their gosh, album. I'm wearing it. a shirt right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to yeah. Listen. yeah, that was and then that got me into you know the hyper pop thing. Like there's a bunch of other really great artists. Underscores is great. Uh, I don't know. It kind of led me down a rabbit hole of that the kind of a kind of a very fresh new genre. And so I think that definitely just uh, yeah inspired some creativity for sure. 
when did you start writing and singing and and playing instruments? Was it like inspired by your family as a kid or where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, a little bit like my my parents, like, you know, they had like my mom had a guitar, but that mm. she could play like her like her like five little songs on or something. You know, it's like she kind of like a little hobby. And my dad, funny, my dad, when I was really young, he had a drum set. And I guess he played when he was like a teenager or something. But like, I swear to God, I've never, even to this day, I've got like a studio in my my house and a drum set and everything. And I've I've never heard my dad sit down and play drums. It's so, so funny. But <laughs> but maybe just that thing of knowing that like, oh, he used to play. Maybe that in my head, like, you know, made me, inspired me to do it. But yeah, my parents were always, uh, you know, they would always have some music playing, you know back in the 80s my mom would be rocking like michael jackson or pat benatar record records or something like that you know um so yeah always just always like loved music and like had it around but never really yeah like parents didn't play that much or anything it was just more of something that i just gravitated towards and mm -hmm. yeah probably around like i know in eighth grade i actually wrote like a rap song that me and my buddy play like performed at like the uh at the eighth grade talent show, which was kind of <laughs> funny. And uh, people liked it so much that they asked us to come back and do it again at the eighth grade dance. Oh so maybe God. that was like, that was like my first taste of like, oh, okay, I can do Success. this. And like, people like this or yeah, exactly. Like, so maybe that's where it all started. I think. When's yeah. that getting released? Well, yeah. geez. Uh, I do. It was like, uh, Rest your head on my shoulder. If you are tired, then come on over. That was like the hook of Ooh. it. But, yeah, it was cool. cool little Maybe on yeah. tour. On, an encore yeah, right. on tour. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, so now transitioning into your acting role on Greek and your experience yeah. with this show. So firstly, we just wanted to hear... Um, had you acted before Greek or was this your first time, you know, on an acting set? So it's kind of funny. I mean, I did do like in, in high school, I did like a little, you know, like I was in plays and stuff, you know? So, um, I don't know if you'd call that, you know, serious acting or anything. And I don't know if you'd call Greek, my role on Greek serious acting either, <laughs> but, um, definitely something that I was always just kind of like into or like you know kind of was natural like I didn't feel like uncomfortable doing that or like in mm -hmm. front of a camera or anything so that was cool um kind of like it literally like at that time um it was like our our uh our label that we were on Hollywood Records they were all like in the Disney like umbrella I think they were yeah. owned by Disney or something and I believe that uh, was Greek. Was that ABC Family or mm -hmm. right? So they, I believe it was just under like the same umbrella. So we had that connection, and it was like, oh, there's some show that they're pitching to the network, and they were thinking about having a band as kind of like recurring, reoccurring guests on the show. And you know, would Play My Tees want to do that? I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, it was like it kind of came about like in just the midst of like all of the other things we were doing at the time, just like touring and, you know, playing warp tour and, you know, releasing yeah. some doing music videos. I, I guess I could say music videos are kind of like a, you know, a, a precursor Acting. of like, yeah. yeah, like being on camera and whatever. And yeah, luckily on Greek, we just had, we were just a band 
you know, so it yeah. wasn't like that much of a stretch. It's like kind of just playing ourselves, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, like, I don't know. Uh, it, the, at the time, not much thought was put into like, Ooh, should we do this? Should we not? Like, are we, are we actors? It was just like a great opportunity that we were like, hell yeah, let's just do it. And it'll be fun, you know, have fun with it basically. Yeah. And then as the show came out, did you guys say like, oh, wow, like we were like a good fit for this? Or did you see how like the plain white tees kind of sound at the time aligned with the show? Or was it just like, oh, we're just, you know, along for the ride? Yeah. I mean, kind of a lot. I mean, all all of the above, you know, it mm -hmm. definitely fit fit really well. And it was like it was just like the perfect moment for for us. You know, it was just it was like I said, a crazy opportunity we're on some tv show like what the hell like you know wouldn't have thought of that you know ever happening you know a year or two before that as we were kind of coming up and grinding and everything um and yeah I think they I love the way they kind of got us in there it felt really natural it felt like it flowed really well it wasn't like you know some weird forced branding <laughs> thing or something like that um but but yeah also at the same time it was like yeah like the experience for us was like literally we would go I mean we you might have a question about this later I don't know but it was like yeah we would show up in the morning we would like just shoot for like a day and then that was it and it's like I don't know what the episode what <laughs> you know we didn't really know too much yeah. about it we're just like okay I know our lines it's like the, here's the scene and you know, that's it. And then, you know, you don't really see it till it airs, you know, way later or anything like that. So by the time it comes out, you almost forgot like, oh yeah, that's right. We did that scene or something, you know? <laughs> and, and again, you got to remember, this is literally like probably a day off where we're in LA on a tour with, you know, doing like, I don't know, Leno the next <laughs> night or just something, you know, it wasn't like, that was our main job was to be on Greek. It was just like right. one one day in the middle of a crazy whirlwind of a year or two of just like constantly just doing crazy stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, that's probably why I it, I don't remember as much as I, as I should about it because it was, there was just too much happening at that time to really like, uh, you almost had to just put, put go on autopilot and just, plow through you know and, and just oh, yeah, kind of that. just kind of do it and not think too much about it did you guys ever like sit down and watch the show together or was it just kind of like oh you know <laughs> oh yeah that not really <laughs> not really together because it was always like you know we were just in random right. random wherever we were at the time we would check it out or you know um so yeah there was never honestly like a like as a band like sit down and watch greek together or anything like that you know <laughs> mm -hmm. now, that sounds fun maybe we should do that now, do that it's now. Been so should. Long. i bet we'd all be like oh my god i remember that you know there's so, probably so much in there i don't even remember how many times we were on there or anything you know i don't remember any of this the uh, specifics or anything but right. but yeah that you would got, be a good, the first be season fun. there's there's quite a lot of plain white tees yeah. action happening in that first yeah. season um I, and that would be a you, fun actually like to do it as like and put it like as like an instagram reel or a tiktok or something like us watching greek like and like <laughs> yeah totally and then come oh. to that'd be really cool yeah yeah oh so you gosh. should 
You should. <laughs> and we actually have the perfect podcast for you to listen to while you're rewatching Greek. <laughs> there so you go. Perfect. It all really works out. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you if you had any favorite memories from set, but it sounds like it might be <laughs> a little bit of a um, haze. So I also would love to know in terms of just like our listeners um, and kind of the way people are consuming media right now, which we talked about a little bit before, a lot of people have comfort shows and so many people call Greek their comfort show. Oh, um, nice. And so I'm just curious if you have any go-to comfort shows that are your fallbacks on, you know, a day that you just want to kind of have a warm hug of a TV show. <laughs> well, for sure. I will say, though, just to go back one step back, and uh, I, I think that what I do remember most about the show and just the experience was that the cast and everybody was so nice and such good people. Like, that's one thing that I'll say, um, yeah, it was like, it was a really, it, it wasn't like a bunch of, you know, Hollywood BS. It was like, everybody was just so genuine and so nice. So that's one of my biggest takeaways. And I, the listeners would probably enjoy hearing that, you know, for sure. Everybody was really, really good people for sure. Um, but as far as, yeah, my comfort shows, I'm, I'm like a, die hard like and i know this isn't really a comfort show but like stranger things is like my mm. i have probably more merch than any you know guy in his 40s should have <laughs> like I'll, I'll like walk around in like a camp nowhere t-shirt and like uh you know like i i sometimes feel like i'm you know like uh i don't know living stranger things in real life or something i i just love that show and especially growing up in the 80s it's like the perfect like kind of like we talked about earlier, like that nostalgia of kind of just thinking back to a simpler time in my own life and everything. So uh, yeah, Stranger Things, uh, incredible show and a big, big fan of that one. Uh, as far as like a comfort show though, oh man, I love like super like, like for some reason, the first one that comes to my head is like the Dick Van Dyke show. Do you guys know that show? Oh Yeah. yeah. That was just so, I mean, I think when I was a kid, that was probably like on like reruns, Nick at Night or something like that. Or I don't, I don't know, but I remember seeing that a lot. I think my mom might've really liked that show. So she probably like taped it on VHS and then we watched it or, you know, something like that. But uh, that show is just so good and so funny. And even watching it kind of recently, it like still kind of holds up the humor and, you know, everything. Um Modern Family is a good one, like more more of a modern show. I love that show. So funny and so like relatable, you know. Uh, then you've got like, of course, like Seinfeld and The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like classics like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are probably just off the top of my head, like my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, those are solids. I feel like we have a lot of our listeners will be nodding their heads to some of That's those good. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And speaking of, you know, shows and movies and how they're synonymous with songs, um, we talk about this on the podcast where certain shows or movies will have these songs like Don't You Forget About Me from oh, yeah. The Breakfast Club or the California theme song for the OC. And then right. there's Our Time Now for Greek because that song was used in those early promotions that sure. I remember being in middle school and watching those and being like, 
whoa, I am so hyped to watch this show. <laughs> and I think the song did so much of that. So just curious to hear like from being, you know, the person who sang that song and played in that song, like, what was it like to be such an integral part of the promotion of the show? Did you ever just like see the ad on TV? Um, or what's oh, yeah. it like to just kind of hear your song out there? I mean, how do you think? It's freaking <laughs> amazing. You know, it's like such a cool feeling. Um, and yeah, especially like as like a big fan of movies and just like it, it, to see your, yeah, like we said earlier, like, okay, filming a music video, it's it's totally cool. And it's kind of like acting and you're kind of on like a little mini movie set or something, right? But it's still just like, it's you, it's your own product, your own movie, your own art, you know? Mm -hmm. But whereas seeing your song used for something completely that you had kind of nothing to do with, that's a completely different, you know, artistic thing, uh, that's like it's just wild it's, it's amazing you know so and especially when it fits so well like it did with greek you know like that was um yeah it was just like surreal to like yeah like on tv and everything like to hear our our song and and just with the like you're saying those early ads and everything it was just like perfect like it just seemed to be too perfect almost i don't know it was like a <laughs> pinch yourself kind of moment you guys have had um, like so many songs really permeate the culture. And I feel like we always think of Hey There, Delilah at the time. Like everyone remembers where they were when they heard that song. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> um, you know, in terms of like 2007, it was very much like gone viral. So what do you think is like different now? Like if that song had gone viral today, like how would that be different? How was it different then than like you think it would be now? I don't know. I'm just well, like interested to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> I tell you what, it's like it, it it is weird because we just put out this album, you know, this new album, and I do feel like songs like Fired Up, um, Girl from Pasadena, like there's some songs on this album that I feel like are, you know, should be connecting at that kind of caliber, like Delilah, right. one, two, three, four. But it's just like it's just such a new world, like a different time, like again back then it's like you had to kind of go on tour and you know we were out there opening for fallout boy and panic at the disco and all kinds of bands like that and just just playing in front of thousands of people every night and then they would probably they would you know go home and they'd buy our song on itunes or something whatever it was yeah. back then you know um and so i feel like it, it's it's definitely i don't know it feels harder now because I guess that was, you know, that was kind of, it was difficult back then because you had to actually get out and work your butt off and be out there in, in the public and really, you know, finding fans and, and doing those, those things, touring and, you know, really trying to connect with fans in person. And so I feel like nowadays it's a little bit, see, I don't even want to say easier but it's like obviously the the internet and social media has made it much easier to uh you know to connect like you can make one video on your phone and it can mm -hmm. be seen by you know 50 million people you know which yeah. is insane and that's so so in that sense it's like maybe easier but now there's like everybody in the world has that same advantage and that same opportunity, that same access 
They've all got a phone. So anybody can write their song and make a video and put it out there. So if you think about it like that, like kind of your 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 odds of cutting through everything that's out there now seems like even way less than back in the day because now everybody's doing it and everybody can do that. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. just a different, a totally different thing. So I don't necessarily think one's harder or easier than the other. It's just a little bit of a different, uh, you know, a different, I don't know, like a, a different uh, way of promoting yourself. And, and you know, again, it's like, yeah, back then it was more in person, go on tour. And now it's like, be on social media and and hope that somehow it cuts through all the all the I don't know I don't know there's just so much every day I mean I've you know on my Instagram feed I'm I'm scrolling and it's like half of the Instagram feed now is just is not even accounts that I follow it's like algorithm <laughs> yeah. things that they think I'll like, like which ads. I do a lot of it <laughs> but it's like but wait what about that band that i followed you know six months ago i haven't even seen them and then i'll look and they've been posting all the time but i haven't even seen any you know it's like it's such a hard thing to like make that connection nowadays because there's just so much so yeah so yeah not one's not harder or better or worse than the other uh it's always hard and you just always have to be i guess really good and really lucky you know that's mm -hmm. it's it's all there's all of those elements uh involved yeah and it seems like even though today there are so many more avenues where you can kind of be like streamlined and like catapult it to the front of the zeitgeist I feel like the staying power of like back when hey there Delilah like that I that song was like the song for such a long time I remember it was like around for like I would say like over a year we were hearing it a lot and now it'll be like I feel like a song of the summer is every week. Like there's a new yeah, one. And right. by the time you're at the end of August, you're like, you hear what you heard in May. And it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that song. And it feels so like long. years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, exactly. So because maybe that's because too, there's just so much more music mm -hmm. or so much more, you know, people's attention spans are smaller. So people feel maybe radio stations feel like they've got to switch it up faster or i don't know yeah it's hmm. a good point but I don't it's know. not stopping directors from making three-hour movies the attention span this is true yeah yeah <laughs> that's the one part of media that's not been affected um but also uh, while we're talking honestly, i feel like even movies are getting longer that's interesting you they say are that. yeah it's like yeah i don't know i wonder they... what the psychology is there you know creeping towards like four hours some of them totally, totally. um but while we're talking about kind of like the new landscape of the music and media industry, um, and you touched on it a little bit um, in, in your comments, but I'm curious in terms of the way your relationship with your fans has developed, do you find that it's been a lot different than when you first started out? Have you gotten more like younger fans along the way or would you say like it's been kind of people growing with you how how has that developed uh I mean I feel like all the above you know I feel like there's definitely some of those some of those fans from when we were first starting to tour you know in the van days like there's still a lot of those we'll still see at the shows or like you know online and stuff um and then there's yeah these 
a wave of like slightly older fans that have kind of, uh, you know, kind of found out about us along the way somewhere. And then I don't know, maybe thanks to shows like Greek and iCarly <laughs> and stuff like that. Like there are these still like super young fans that are hearing about us and excited about the music. So it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy that like, yeah, that, the de- there isn't really a demographic for playing my tees. It's kind of all all across the board. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that one of the things, uh, one of my favorite fan like connection things that happened uh, is that again, I know we've, I don't know why we keep bringing back, bringing up the pandemic. I, I should say I keep bringing up the pandemic, <laughs> but uh, when that was happening, I did this, I started going live. I mean, I know a lot of artists kind of figured out how to, do little, uh, you know, uh, streaming concerts and stuff. But I did this thing called the Wednesday club where every mm-hmm. Wednesday I would go on, like started on Facebook and then I was doing it on TikTok and stuff like that. And, uh, would do a little concert every Wednesday that the fans I'd put up songs on Monday and then they would like all vote for like what songs I played that Wednesday. So oh. it was like a really cool. And I'd, so I'd play some songs and I'd, you know, just talk to people and, read the comments and just kind of interact with everybody. And it was like a really nice, like, um, like I'd never felt, hadn't felt closer to like the fans, you know, than I had since we were like, again, like in those van days where it was like, you know, you'd meet somebody at the show and like crash at their, on their floor that night because you were, you know, we were making 10 bucks a day or something, you know, <laughs> couldn't afford a hotel that night. Um, so yeah, the Wednesday club, uh, that was a really, one of the highlights of, uh, of the pandemic, just really being able to, to stay in touch and stay connected with the fans and stuff. It was really cool. Really special. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So what advice would you give to an aspiring musician in case we have any aspiring musicians listening, um, you know, to get started in the industry? Cause I know as we were talking before, like it almost feels like there's so many opportunities to like share music or put yourself out there, but just to hear from you, like what, uh, what advice would you give? Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, again, it can be daunting because you don't really know like how to get your music out there or how, you know, a lot, there's, there's plenty of reasons in your mind for you to not start or to not do mm-hmm. it. So I would say, you got to just do it. You know, that's, that's it. It's like, you know, don't worry about becoming, you know, selling out Wembley stadium or something, just worry about making a cool song and sharing it to your friend and getting your friends to like it or something. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, just don't worry about like the huge thing, just like do your thing, make something that you're really proud of, make something that you think is cool and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You know, that's kind of all it is. Like, I feel like any kind of art, it's like if you, if you're trying too hard, then it it, it feels contrived or something, you know, it's just got to be yeah. this thing. Like some of our biggest songs are, were like the smallest little songs that we have, you know, it's like the most little personal thing that we did and, and our little stories that really, you know, related to everybody. So so yeah, I would say just do it. And also it's like, there, another thing is like, there's no, like, a lot of people I feel like think like, you know, you need, you need like permission or something or mm. like, well, I don't, I need to go to school for, or I need to learn more, you know, it's kind of like, 
like so i think that's that's uh you just have to like just go and like almost like like jump and you know uh just have faith that like you'll find you'll you'll land on solid ground kind of thing you know it's like just go dive into it and kind of figure it out as you go you know don't wait for somebody to tell you it's okay just like go and make your own path and do your own thing yeah that's great advice i think really for any creative pursuit really totally. yeah oh yeah yeah i agree yeah it's like that you know so many people think like i don't know, they just need that like that degree or that yeah. like i don't even someone know, to like, tell think, them like right exactly your, yeah someone to yep. tell them it's your time now <laughs> right hey exactly Thomas, I've been waiting. <laughs> I, like I was that. waiting to drop that in somewhere <laughs> yeah nice perfect <laughs> well thank you so much for doing this is there like where should our listeners find you guys online in person like do you have your concert dates out um yeah the dates are all up uh I mean yeah, uh, I think we're the most active right now. I think on like Instagram, uh, I'm cool. my personal account is Higgy Pop. My last name is Higginson. So along the way, somewhere a sound guy that we had started just saying, calling me Higgy Pop, and it stuck. So <laughs> uh, at Higgy Pop is my personal Instagram. Obviously, Plain White Tees at Plain White Tees, which is just T S, Plain White T S. Uh, PlainWhiteTees.com has all the tour dates and all the you know merch and cd you can order the you know the the cd that the vinyl actually is coming out in the next month or so is vinyl take forever which sucks but i'm so excited to hold that thing you know yeah the big vinyl i love i love vinyl um but yeah that's about it and then just come yeah obviously it's on spotify and apple music and all that stuff and then um yeah come out to a to a show we're we're uh, we have this, the fired up tour in January and February, we're going to Brazil in March, which is super wow. cool. We've never been there before. So super excited to hit Brazil. And, um, then we're, you know, still lining up summer. It's going to be some festival stuff. It's going to be a pretty busy year for us. So yeah, just come to the okay. show, listen to the new album and yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Well, we will definitely be in the audience next time you are in New York. We'll you'll have Sweet. us carrying you along. Um, well, we're awesome. very excited for that. Um, but thank you so much again yeah, for making thank time you so much. We Absolutely really appreciate it so much. We're so excited, and yeah, listeners are gonna be so excited. We nice. really thank you enough. Yes. Well, thank you guys, and you've inspired me. I gotta I gotta make that happen with the uh the full band. Yes. viewing party greek viewing yes, party. Sure. oh my gosh we'll be so excited when we see that we'll definitely like repost it yeah, yes. we'll have a viewing party of us watching that there you go perfect <laughs> all right well thank you guys so much thanks thank so much you. tom on tour. thank you see ya <laughs>